Can you surrender responsibility for what isn't yours and be a loving stand for freedom instead? Welcome to Therapist Expanded, where we start a mental health revolution by living our dreams fully and freely beyond industry conditioning and taking every client with us, because we'll only take them as far as we've gone. So join me, your host, Aaron Gibb, and my trailblazing guests, and be revolutionary by expanding your mind and your life to your freest and fullest potential. Hello, revolutionaries. For those of you, this is your first time listening. I'm so thankful you're here. And for repeat listeners, my deepest gratitude. I want to speak to hello, revolutionaries, because for those of you who are new, that might seem strange. But this podcast is about how we are weaving a mental health revolution by being fully and freely ourselves. All right. So today's topic is responsibility. But I think a better way to put it is probably over-responsibility because I find that responsibility is a laden word and can be confusing and can also have a really positive and negative context. It's how I've sorted this whole theme because I've seen it in myself and I've been working with enough therapists now and clients over the years to see that responsibility is an immense theme around empowerment and it's something we've been deeply conditioned around so i have a ton i could say here but to organize this and to give this some context i'm going to read something i posted this week on social media which is going to be hmm, kind of a fusion of what i'm going to talk about and then i'm going to go into each thing a bit more deeply so here we go therapists We've been given the message that we're responsible for others under the threat of being sued, being investigated, losing our licensure, or even people dying. All under the guise that we could somehow be in charge of other people's life choices. But we can never be responsible. We can only act responsibly. The greatest irony is that to try to be responsible for others is to disempower them. Yet we know the message is baked into our field that we must be in this impossible bind of claiming ownership for what isn't ours, yet helping people feel empowered. In this bind, we may even start to use that over-responsibility as a reason to not live our lives fully, to not act as responsible stewards of our own freedom and fulfillment. I've been there and used to tell myself the story that my greatness or following my desires would somehow harm others. Now I realize it's the key to living outside of my conditioning and taking everyone I support further. And so I'm thinking now, as I go back to what I said at the beginning, hey, revolutionaries, that's what it's about. Knowing that living our life freely and fully is a mental health revolution, and it takes us all further. So I'm going to flush some of these things out because I I said a lot there. Something that comes up around this bind for me with therapists, something that highlights it really well, is I was once in a Facebook group and I was scrolling through and there was this picture and it was of a woman's screen 
her computer screen and she was taking some basic BS mental health course. And as I read it underneath, that's how she described it. And she said, this is what I'm being forced to take because one of my clients died by suicide. And the context was even though she did everything she could, right? She was going to lose her licensure and her ability to practice if she didn't take this course. And it was quite basic and and not about her processing. It was not about supporting her and what she must be going through or how to know how to support any family members that might come forward. It was about you did something wrong. You're responsible in some way for this. And just as I say that now, I feel this immense nausea and sadness. But that just typifies the bind we're in. We're supposed to empower people, help them empower themselves, really, and yet we are responsible, potentially, if something goes wrong or we're liable for what we often could not be liable for. This is very different than harming people. Obviously, that that's different. I want to talk about another thing I see, which is that therapists, we often focus on on assertiveness, on empowerment, on codependence when we're with clients. And therapists can sometimes be surprised at seeing how baked into our governance that is, the codependence that is, and how we spend our time with clients looking at that. Whose responsibility is that actually in their lives? What could they really say? What do they actually want to say? And if I look at the therapists that I've mentored and supervised and myself, it's amazing the fear of governing bodies, the fear of liability, the fear of being sued, the fear of being good enough. And I know it comes from this impossible bind. I even see it in fee setting that it's there it's quickly there this like how will my fee will it harm people people try to take responsibility for the other person's finances a person that doesn't even exist a person they don't even know it goes that deep of trying to tell ourselves we're doing something for other people and this may be a bit controversial what i'm about to say but i was recently interviewed on a podcast of a coach that i really really love and my own she's my own coach Juliet and what happened was she wanted me to give kind of a mic drop I guess or like what is cut to the core of what is it that you want people who are listening to know and I hadn't thought about this I hadn't planned this but what came forward was I said the most important thing I want people to know is that any story we tell ourselves that is about we're doing something or not doing something and it's about anyone else is a lie. Now that is a hard one to really take in because our ego is designed around that. What are people thinking? What are they going to think about me? I shouldn't do this because I should do this because and yet none of that is about other people. It's always about us. To me, that's the most empowering thing because when we stop playing that game, we take all of our 
true responsibility for our lives back. We take our freedom back. We take our power back. And when I think about our field, this codependence we're living in, this idea that we're responsible for other people comes from a much deeper place than even the governance in our field, than teachings in our field, than the education and the indoctrination in our field. It comes from childhood. It comes from living in a deeply codependent society where we are taught, many of us are taught as children, and I would say especially women, but I'd love to be wrong there. Someone could comment on any of my social media about me being incorrect there. But we're taught to be nice and to be liked over being safe and empowered. And when you think about this, it's not that hard to see this in our lives. It's not hard to see this in our clients' lives. That's evolutionarily survival-based. We don't want to be ousted from the tribe. For mammals, if we are abandoned and rejected at our youngest phases, we're dead. So it has an evolutionary adaptation, but it also stands in direct contrast to empowerment to us living fully and freely and to what we're really doing in the field. And so I just want to say that because it isn't like you're not going to meet this in yourself or I'm not meeting this in myself. We're all meeting this in ourselves on some level and it is asked for in our field. It's why it's so stressful for many of us to try to meet the demands of our field. And I think there's an important gem that was shared with me that I could share here about how do we do this another way then? If it's baked into our ego, if it's baked into our society, if it's baked into our field, if it's what people will say when they try to set fees, when they try to make decisions about clients, when you go on any Facebook forums and you join any of those groups, People are often thinking about everyone outside of themselves. It's pretty rampant. So, and the consequences are burnout, compassion fatigue, vicarious trauma, stress about the field, because it's an impossible bind. We are not in control of anyone else outside of ourselves. Full sentence. So, what do we do about that? Well, I'll share what was shared with me because my supervisor, he is a psychologist and he's been doing this for 50 years. Um, I don't want to share his age because I want to be respectful, um, but I recently posted about this on social media and the way I framed it there was he is old enough to be my grandfather and I will be 39 in two months. So he's long past the retirement age, but chooses to remain in the field has tried to retire and then came back because he loves doing this work. He's also trained in a very interesting way because he's been here for 50 years. He's watched the field evolve. So my question to him was, how are you able to stay well in this field? I watched so many people burn out. I watched myself burn out. I, I've seen this. The themes I'm bringing out in this podcast and in my mission and in my coaching are because I've witnessed them in myself and others. So how has he been able to do this for 50 years? And what he said to me was, 
I act responsibly. I don't take responsibility. And it was one of those moments where it was like things both exploded and then fell back into place in a new way. It made sense. And it's been a way I try to sort the work I do from that moment on. And it's the way I've tried to work with supervisees, with people I mentor, even with clients sometimes it comes up. Act responsibly. Don't take responsibility. And what I mean here is for what's outside of ourselves. And it's come up over and over. There's been opportunities where I face this, where I go to write an email and I stop myself and I say, is this me acting responsibly or taking responsibility? And it is not easy to see. The ego is designed around this. It wants to manipulate and control to stay safe. It wants to get ahead of things. And, you know, those, those control mechanisms, I, I see them now as shackles. They're not real. What this has allowed me to do is be way more clear in terms of boundaries, stay more well, and it has allowed me to take all that energy that would be about other people. What are they thinking? What are they doing? How will this impact them? And make it way more about me taking responsibility for myself, for my freedom, for what I'm saying and not saying, for what I'm doing and not doing, for how I set my fees to really support my life, not about anyone else that I don't know and that I couldn't possibly anticipate and that I am not going to compare myself to anyone else. Just as an aside, I'll be doing two podcasts on setting fees because I'm so, I'm so passionate about it. I like to do it a very different way than comparison and um, some idea of worthiness. So anything outside of us is just a moving target. We're just guessing. But it's so normal that we want to try to do it. It's what we've been taught in our society and our field has impossible demands I've been able to really look at the questions that come to me, running a group practice, supervising, mentoring, coaching. I've been able to sort a lot through this acting responsibly versus being responsible. And the answers I come up with, the behaviors I do are so much cleaner, so much clearer. They're more boundaried, more empowered. And I've noticed resistance in myself though many times it doesn't satisfy the part of me that wants to be liked over being respected it doesn't satisfy the people pleaser in me it doesn't satisfy the part of me that is afraid of i don't even know the nameless faceless <laughs> people out there or the governing bodies or liability or any of that doesn't satisfy that part of me but what's happened is as i keep acting responsibly instead of taking responsibility for the what's outside of me those fears have drastically diminished things just feel clearer and i notice the story and the games i'm playing with myself a lot faster and i can be compassionate and loving it's just it's kind of funny now it's just sort of like oh honey that is so cute. You think you're really in charge of that. It's amazing. So I want to be clear, though, that it's a journey, and I still find myself coming from that conditioning. 
And I'll give a story here that I might be relatable to some of you listening. I was in a coaching program last May and Therapist Expanded dropped in. I was in a different state of consciousness. I was really open. I wasn't coming from my conditioning. I was coming from way below it. So Therapist Expanded dropped in and it was about It was about the opposite of the indoctrination we've experienced. It was about how I work with interns and how I work with therapists and coaching in a different way to help people f- basically find what is their deepest dream and desire and live it as a way to help themselves and the world. That's the way we actually move the world further. Ironically, it's it's not what the field I think is is at the governance level, what it's about. I don't think that moves, I don't think it moves anybody further. And last week we were all about the broken system. So of course that would be my opinion there. But as I was coming to the realization that to do what I was being called to do, to really live this message, I needed to invest time and energy and emotion and all of that into Therapist Expanded. And at the time, I had clients and I had supervisees and I had all of my running a group practice administrative jobs. So what I did was I decided that the thing that lit me up the least was seeing clients. So that's what I just trained to do for at that point it was you know nearly 20 years that I'd been training or doing therapy and I'd been very fortunate to have amazing and difficult experiences that trained me well to work with complex clients I had a real niche a real expertise that was in demand and I was training others to do what I do experiential complex trauma work and I was ready to end that. And part of me was reeling. I couldn't understand it. My ego was like, no way, you just did all this. What are you doing? Uh, But I knew it's what I needed to do. And as I was getting ready to do it, I said out loud to my coach, okay, so now I'm going to have to break the news. So now I'm going to have to break the news to my clients. And the reflections she gave me were so helpful. I was still coming from this place of this deep responsibility for their feelings and from this idea that somehow me diminishing my light my goals would actually help them there's no way that that would actually help them i know that the transition i made from being responsible to acting responsibly has made me a healthier therapist has made me able to be supportive to myself and others in a more sustainable way to stay well instead of burn out. So I absolutely know looking after myself is really the only thing I can do. It's the only responsibility I have. I trust that more and more. I have full responsibility for me, my wellness, my freedom. I know that allows me to support others in a better way. Even if it didn't, that's really all I have control over. I know it up levels the world and I see what happened with my clients as I got 
more deeply rooted in that. There I was, saying, mm -hmm. I'm going to break the news to them. And it was wonderful. I was able to see how still that was there. And in the end, it was the avoidance of the grief. If I held on to the illusion of control, the illusion that somehow I was this person who had all this influence on people and could somehow save them or not, all that stuff, all that childhood conditioning, self-sacrificing, feel BS, if I held on to that, then I didn't really have to go after my greatness. I could keep making excuses and I didn't need to feel the grief. It wasn't about me being a bad guy and not doing good enough, not being responsible enough. It was about it was really sad to lose the relationships with all those people. But when I got to the real feelings of my own empowerment and my grief, what happened was incredible. And those transfers and those closures were so meaningful. They were so deep. I could hold a space in a container that was not colored by guilt, codependence, and responsibility. But I say all this because it was it's it's still popping up at times for me, absolutely. I think the place it pops up the most, if I'm perfectly honest, is with my child. That's the place where that deep conditioning is still there. And yet still, all I can do is act responsibly. And I can feel it. When I take responsibility or I come from fear, I could dress it up as love, just like I could do with my clients. I could say that's what it is. But really, it's fear. It's trying to control and be responsible. And with my daughter, when I am my most grounded self, I realize I still just need to act responsibly and lovingly. And so I wanted to end today with reading the caption, actually, the picture that was on that post that I read you. Sorry, I read you the caption, and I want to read you the picture. Here's a quote from me. If any story about how your greatness or your desires will hurt others is holding you back, can you surrender responsibility for isn't yours and be a loving stand for freedom instead? I'm really grateful that you're here. And if you want to join this conversation or learn more, join me on social media. Join my Monday Mind Ups list, which is always a take on this in a different way. Stay tuned because next week it's about power. Weeks after that are about fee setting. This is getting more practical in this way. And then resuming with the interviews. I'm excited about that as well. Soon there'll be a quiz also to really flush out, in a fun way, your therapist fulfillment flavor. I, again, have really enjoyed you being here, and I want to end one more time with that question. Can you surrender responsibility for what isn't yours and be a loving stand for freedom instead? Talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening to Therapist Expanded. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast to help more of our colleagues join the revolution.